Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The camp rosters down to basically one extra forward and only 784 extra defensemen. So we're getting close, right? We're getting close. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers. And Pirates, where you found this at practice in Cranberry yesterday, the forward lines were as follows. Gensel, Crosby, Raquel, just had to get that little extra emphasis in there. Zucker, Malkin, and Rust, Heinen, Carter, and Kapanen. And then a fourth line, something of a hodgepodge with McGinn on the left wing, Josh Archibald on the right and Ryan Paling and Sam Poulin splitting time in the middle. I'm going to say it again. I think Sam might just be hanging around to make up for the personal time that he had to lose to a family matter and just get through the preseason game against the Sabres on Friday night. But we'll see. We'll see. But this would appear to be your 2022-23 Pittsburgh Penguins up front, including... Carter, who was healthy and available for practice yesterday after having had an undisclosed injury to this point. And my first thought, very first thought upon seeing these lines at a glance was, okay, maybe, maybe the Penguins will be a two-line team, five on five, because of Rust being with Geno. And I, I just... I trust Zucker to perform and even to produce if he participates, but he's got to stay on the rink. And I say that lovingly. He's a really, really good dude who tries so hard, but just has some either brittle bones or really rotten luck. But the third line is where I I, I just come to a screeching halt, you know, and, and this is the part that Feels like, okay, well, we invested a bunch of money in these guys, so let's see what we can get out of them. Some of that, and not to pound this horse to death, but it, it is Kasperi Kapanen and the bizarre two-year, $6 million contract that he got this past summer when nothing of the kind was needed to keep him. Nothing of the kind. He could have been had for probably 20% of that and one less year after the way he performed this past season. 
But between Kapanen and the almost maybe more senseless contract that was given to Carter, a two-year extension at age 37, you know, what? Why? They had better produce. There, how's that? Instead of saying that they're not going to produce, they had better produce. Because if they don't, believe you me, they're not about to be sat down. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. I don't mean to come across as snarly toward the individuals. Carter and Kapanen are just really, really cool guys, okay? And neither of them has ever had their effort questioned. If you think Kapanen's effort has ever been questioned... It's more a matter of focus than anything. It's not a matter of wanting to try hard or not wanting to try hard or whatever. But you got to produce. As a third line in the NHL, in the modern NHL, you got to produce. Long, long, long gone are the days of Bobby Holik in the Devils where the, the third line has some big, giant... Eastern Conference menacing oversized center who scares the living daylights out of your top center when they line up for the opening draw. That that stuff is past tense. What you need in the NHL, and I've talked about this a lot here this summer, is a top nine. Every bit as much as you need a top six, you need a top nine. And what you're banking on with this group, presuming that Heinen does end up staying on this line, and I like Heinen a lot, is that Heinen's your best bet to score. I Meaning from a 5-on-5 standpoint, because he doesn't get much power play time anyway. He's your best bet to score. And also, you'd be asking him to recreate a season that surprised a lot of people. And that might be asking a bit much of him. What I'm really talking about here is Carter and Kapanen. And they do have uh, a relationship. They've shown some chemistry at times. I wouldn't go overboard about it. Although Carter had something to say on that specific subject yesterday in Cranberry. Yeah, yeah that's that's the plan. Um, you know, Kathy and I have a really good relationship. I think uh, it's gone back, uh, you know, a long time to when I was in Philly and he was a little kid, so it's, it's kind of unique. But, uh, um, you know, we get along real well on and off the ice, and I think, uh, you know, with his skill set, um, you know, if we can really find our group, I think we could be a big help to this team. I think, you know, just depth and depth, depth scoring and, um, you know, helping out the, the big guys is, uh, is kind of our role, and what's uh, the plan is to get it done. Yeah, that is actually kind of cool. Carter was a, a young player with the Flyers when Sammy Kapanen was still there, Kasperi's dad. And, you know, he, they feel like they know each other. And I'm going to say it again. These are both really good guys. And it doesn't surprise me in the slightest that they'd hit it off. Wonderful. Great. But we also saw, taking them separately here, Carter over the last two months of this past season – I don't know what that was. I want it to have been 
an injury, but he's not about to discuss that. When he was asked yesterday what kept him out of this part of training camp, he gave a one-word answer, no, meaning he's not going to talk about it. So he's sure not going to revisit something from last season. But I hope there was something, if only because that would help explain it. That was actually a little bit scary. And to have that happen right after the extension signed, I don't want to go too far, again, on cutting up on Carter here. That's not at all my intention, and it wouldn't make any sense regardless. He can still be, I believe, a productive player in the NHL. But you need the whole line to be that, and that's where Kapanen comes in. Talk about a swing vote on a roster. What's he capable of scoring? A lot. Like, a lot, a lot. But that's only been true ever since the day he was drafted, and that was a long time ago. That was 2014. He's now been around for a good while, and he's running out of... Yeah, excuses isn't the right word because he doesn't make excuses, but he's running out of outside excuses. Maybe let's put it that way for not producing. Well, he can skate faster than anybody on the team. He's even faster than Rust. Okay, both of those things are true. He has an amazing release, which he really does, was born with that. That's where he most looks like Sammy's kid. But those things don't matter if they don't add up and if he doesn't get to the net. Mike Sullivan is constantly saying, and I'm been repeating this now for months that I need to be a better coach when it comes to Kapanen. It's the only player he says this about, by the way. I need to be a better coach. You know what he's actually saying there? I need to find a way to get him to listen to me, to go to the net repeatedly, obsessively, as if he enjoys it the way he did in the playoff series against the Rangers, which he did. Kapanen was owed a bunch of goals in that series, and we all would have had a different tune, I strongly suspect, about him if he had put those in. Igor Shesterkin had other ideas. I reserve the right to remain skeptical about the third line and would welcome very much being proven wrong when we come back, J1Q. Quoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Today's J1Q comes from Ernie, who says, Jeff Petrie's defensive game looks horrendous, like a Latang 2.0. Why would we trade for him? He has a $6.25 million cap hit. He's 34 years old. I'm not impressed with Petrie or Ron Hextall right now. Ernie, I'm grateful that you listened to the program. I'm going to start with that, okay? The next thing I'm going to say is, Wow, man, really? Latang 2.0? That you see as a derisive comparison? Did you watch Latang this past season? Have you watched Latang mature? And I know it was a little late, 
But did you watch him mature ever since Todd Reardon returned to the coaching staff and stabilized him? For that matter, have you watched Petrie? Have you seen anything that he's done in Montreal over the years? Did you see the form that had him in legitimate Norris Trophy discussions a couple of years ago? Not just in Quebec, but outside, across the hockey world, legit candidate for the Norris. That kind of tapered as the season went on, but for a good portion of it. Also, did you happen to notice that the games that you're dissecting for this were preseason games, and he's a veteran coming in, learning a new system, talking regularly on and off the ice, not just with Reardon, not just with Sullivan, but also with Marcus Pedersen, his partner. Pedersen is a cerebral guy, to say the least. Pedersen is also a hockey junkie, loves to talk about ins and outs of the game, little plays, little sequences, looking at a couple of half-speed exhibitions and saying, this guy is Latang 2.0, is just, that's just not it. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, I, I shouldn't say this, go ahead and call a radio station and see what they do with it, because... 99.999% of everyone who's on the radio doesn't know anything at all about hockey and really doesn't even claim to know anything about hockey. So they might hear that, and once they get past asking you what you think about Kenny Pickett or Bob Nutting, you're not... You're going to find a friendly ear here. I don't mean to... It's just this... Particularly the Latang thing is what gets me here with this. How do you watch Latang for a decade and a half? And see him win the three rings and see him perform the way he did in San Jose. And then watch him get better with age and then cite him as a negative. The, the, okay, fans are free to think what they want. Fans are free to say what they want. I'm not going to be a hypocrite and change my mind on that now. But I'm free to say back what it is that I want as well. I appreciate the question. I genuinely appreciate you listening to the show, Ernie. And we will have another one of these tomorrow.